Thanks, random call in the middle of the episode to enter the. F- we are here to talk about your expired car warranty. If only Press we one could have done over to the connect first because seconds. your social security <laughs> number has been compromised by the IRS, the who needs to find you for reasons. Welcome to the Crappier Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, what's up, Wells? Yeah, I'm still here. And you are puberty. Hmm. And going through puberty? Yeah. Oh God. Can't wait for my. You want a piece citizen. of beef, fat boy? I'll spork your ass. I can't wait for my balls to descend. All right. So uh, now that we're not in such a rush to actually get the episode out, Wells and I did a thing. Jeff did a thing. Jeff, what thing did you did? You are. I'm I sorry. did a thing so, too. After um, you. yeah, went back to Indiana. Um, good, I, I was going. Do those need to be rolled at all? I don't know. Okay, we'll find out. Uh, went back to Indiana. Um, driving through Tennessee is always such a slog. Whop. It's a long state. But I started seeing signs for Bucky's. And you know, like, what's, I've, what's Bucky's? Bucky's is like legendary status in like Texas. Um, like, you know how people get crazy about like QT, the gas station? Yeah. It's like that. Okay. Um, All right. Hold on. You'd said it last episode, and memory things started to kind of go a little bit. You maybe rabbit? Was there a rabbit on a, the logo? It's a beaver. Okay, I remember Bucky's. So, you know, like I remember Bucky's. So you know, like one of the the billboards says beef jerky bar. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm interested in this. And then it says Texas brisket. And I'm like, okay, I'm interested in this. And Shut then up. you know, like then there's some like, you know, meme kind of like dad jokey kind of billboards. But but I'm like, you know, I've heard enough about it. We need to stop. So many gas pumps, you couldn't count them. Like ridiculous amount. Yeah. Like think of a number. And you're thinking like what, 40? 69. There's probably more than that. <laughs> like it's a ridiculous number. Um, nice. And it was a madhouse. They have shopping carts, which you would think, like, why would I need that for a gas station? And then you walk because it's not a gas station. It's right. it's fucking Walmart. It's it's <laughs> it's like like maybe twenty five percent gas station, twenty five percent like carnival state fair food. Yep. Like you can get fudge and roasted nuts and and pralines and and stuff like that. Um, They've got like a Cracker Barrel gift shop kind of thing going on. Yep. You know, and it's all like, of course, it was brand new. It was like, it hadn't been open a week. But yeah, the beef jerky bar. Like, it looks like a deli counter. And, then, and you walk up, and it's just like they had 16 or 18 flavors of beef jerky. You could try them all. Oh, and I'm, and I, so I, I've got some in my fridge. I'll try to bring them next time. But um, yeah, we, we're, we're on our way through and I'm like, we got to stop. And of course my family's like, what are you talking about? What's a bucket? I'm like, I don't know, but, <laughs> but I've been we told, about to find but out. I'm told like we have to go. So we're going to go. And we went and they're all just like, Oh wow. So, you know? so I, I want to explain something really quick for, for maybe even Wells who, you know, grew up in civilization where you can drive 30 minutes and not even leave a town sometimes. Sure. When you're in the Midwest, you're in the Southwest. There are stretches of land where you don't see people or towns or anything for hours. I've been to Indiana. I know once. you have, but on purpose, no less. Yes, oh. but but my point is, those places I think are so popular because, like, it's literally almost that town's Walmart because yeah. it is like it, it's good, almost a small village. Well, it, it like I, the the legend I'd always heard was it's the cleanest bathroom you'll ever go into. And it absolutely was. Of course, again, nice. it had only been open for a week. Did they have the showers too? I didn't look for that. Okay, but some of those places I legit have because you know truckers, yeah. long haul truckers, they they need to get clean just like the rest of us. I don't know that it's for long haul truckers necessarily, and maybe it was. I did like all the pumps look like regular car, you know, like whatever. You walk into the restroom and and like. All the stalls are all the way on one side. All of the urinals are all the way on the other side. There's like um, uh, sanitizer at at the on the wall in between every urinal. Oh, nice! Like it was pretty insane. Welcome to the craft urinal cast, by right? The way. But like you know, I totally get it. To your point, Josh, you're out in the middle of nowhere, and it's like I gotta go. And it's like, aha, there's a Bucky's. I'm gonna hold it because that's worth waiting for. Yeah. 
we got food there. We we got on the way back. The the boy was like, I want to go back, and I'm like, okay, twist my arm because I wouldn't mind getting a little more jerky for the boys. And then uh, he was like, I want a t-shirt. Then we got lunch there, and like literally, it was I was standing. I'm like, okay, mm, I understand the need for the cart. Yeah, because I'm sitting there with like a sandwich and a pack of jerky and some chili chili limon, uh, pork rinds. And a drink, and I'm like this. I, I'm a, I can't handle anything. I else. thought you were about to just say I have a pot of chili in my hand. <laughs> like we're just we're gonna go to town on this drive home. We're juggling. <laughs> it was super cool. But that was a lot of fun. But yeah, no, I was in Indiana, and uh, it was really kind of disappointing uh, beer wise because it's usually where I do a lot of my uh, alcohol shopping. And it just uh, I, I found some fresh Three Floyd stuff. I got some some decent uh, Revolution stuff. Um, but like everything else felt kind of super old. You know, we had that um, Toppling Goliathon, but like every other Toppling Goliath I looked at was was out of date. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing. And it, like that's more of a my hometown issue than anything else. But we were there for a short stint and, you know, it was kind of fine. Yeah. Cool. What'd you boys do? I heard you had a good little field trip. So we did. Uh, I will recount the, the memories as well as I can remember. Uh, well, as you picked me up, we went to burial first. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go broke. I can never go there again. Please never take me there again. Never let me go again. I went there just before the show today. Um, beautiful, beautiful facility. Uh, smack dab in the middle of Plaza. And one of the few places in Plaza where you can just hang out on the rooftop and and see pretty much, if it wasn't for the buildings, you'd be able to see right down into downtown Charlotte. Well, if it wasn't for like a parking deck under construction, you'd be able to, it, it would have been a great view. Yes. If not for this one parking deck. Uh, it fills up really quick. We went right as they opened and kind of a warmish day. It wasn't n- anywhere near like what it was, is now. Like, we were able to hang out on the rooftop for a little bit, and then it just got to the point where, like, all right, we're, we're too hot. We're going to go inside and have our last beer. Um, had that. Checked out. Never felt crowded, though. It never it felt crowded, but crowded. it was busy. Yes. Always it, busy. It moves. And, and that was the weird thing of it's always busy, but never felt crowded, which is a, a nice feeling at the what end of the want? day. Yeah. Uh, and then we went over to Devil's Logic. Okay. Okay. Fair to Midland at best. Uh, I, I, I had a Hazy. You had a West Coast. Mm-hmm. Manslaughter or something like that. I don't I, I've tried a couple of their cans and I just... I mean, it's it's a cool location Yeah, where it is. I like um, the Kolsch. Especially we could have also gone up on the rooftop there, but I think we realized after a few sips that we were going to be a one and done there. Uh-huh. Well, and not only that, but there was a baby shower going on up there. So yeah, hard pass. Yeah. Hard pass on that. I didn't want to No, nope. I'm not look, I'm anybody not a- else want extra kids. I got, yeah. So yeah, that was definitely one of those places where taking our first, well, and even just experiencing trying to order the poor bartender, and this wasn't their fault. They only had one bartender, but you know, he's surrounded by three different sides, basically. He's got the main bar, then the side bar, and then the outside bar. And so trying to order a beer is just a fucking nightmare. Uh, it took us way longer than it should have, which already puts me off from the experience. For sure. And then the beer just being so-so, it was take a sip and then cross sip and go, is yours meh too? Yeah, all right. We're one and done. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to oh. probably, arguably, the most office spaced Corporate feeling. That Why the fuck am I here, bro? Drop ceiling? No. Oh, wow. All, all the way open. Yeah, exposed ceiling. But it might, it should have. It's uh, Midnight Mulligans, and it sucks donkey balls. So you kind of wish you had a daytime mulligan? Yes. And Wells, Wells, ex- you know, he basically told me what I was going to walk into, and I could, Jeff, tell you. I'm going to serve you the worst chili you've ever had in your life. But until you've had it, you can't really confirm or deny that's really the case. Yeah, it's like when you tell me the plate's hot. I'm going to touch it anyway because I don't believe you. Right. Um, This is... Is this the worst brewery in Charlotte? No. Is it the most boring brewery with the most basic beer in Charlotte? 100%. I felt like I should have been talking about my TPS reports with Wells (laughs) while we were there. 
It sucked. Yep. And then final trip was to Triple C, where we got to try Pulp Planet on tap. Planet Pulp. Or Planet Pulp, sorry. Uh, Bought the four-pack, brought it home. I like the idea. Pulp Planet sounds like a much better name. It kind of does. With you. Anyhow, sorry. Yeah. Uh, So had a few there, and of course, always love being at Triple C. It's one of those places that it just... It's so funny to me, you know. I, I I remember having this conversation with Wells when we were there. Wrote that place off for years, yeah, years and years for sure. And so disappointed in myself that I did, because constantly tur- churning out some of the best styles of beers in this city, and it's not just one style; it's all yeah. kinds of different things. They're just so understated and, and they are. forgotten. It's it's such it, a shame. It is. It really is. But uh, better for us, yes, because we can go and we don't have to fight. Yeah, there's hardly everybody's uh, too busy going to the the new new. Yes, you know, have fun yeah. with that. Hundred percent. I mean, fight me on this. Triple C is a top five brewer in Charlotte. Top three. I'll fight you on that one. Okay. Well, maybe number three. But still. Yeah, I mean, like, there's... Like there's top, top five easy. Oh, no question. Easy. No question. There's three breweries in this town that you could take me to at any point, and I will show up, no matter my mood. They're one of them. Yep. That says a lot. Because I've been there in some really shitty moods. Josh doesn't get out of the house much. No, you don't. It's cute. Yeah, it is. So, uh, yeah, that was our, our quick little journey. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it was cool to see some places that... I knew we were there and just had not had a chance. And then, you know, burial, the, the burial place itself, the facility is really cool looking on the inside. It's very retro kitsch feel to it. Even the upstairs, they've done a lot of work to it. So, yeah, I, I highly recommend uh, going to burial, Jeff. I, you don't need to go to Asheville anymore. You can just go there. You're good. Okay. Yeah. That being said, driving through or past Asheville, I was like, we really need to go. We just need to go. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Maybe once the heat drops off, because it's ridiculously unfun to be outside right now. But September, October. Yeah. We'll roll through. It'll be fun. Yeah. Wells, what I, did you did? I did some stuff. I had a really kind of a shitty start to a week. And uh, to celebrate or, or get away from a, a bad situation. I w- went to Wilmington. I've not been to ah. Wilmington. Um, I, th- I think I spent two nights on a couch at UNCW back in the day, but I haven't been back since. So here I am as an adult that can legally drink. I want to go check out Wilmington, see what it has to offer, check out what the craft piercing was. And, um, did you know there's a Catawba location in Wilmington? I'm not surprised. I, I, I was about to say. I didn't same. know either. Um, that was the only place that we stranded beers and abandoned them to like go somewhere else. Um, standout spots for me, uh, Edward Teach Brewing had a super cool tap room. A neat upstairs. We didn't make it out on the patio because... Please it, tell me it's pirate-themed. Damn right it is. Yes! And they had a... Um, we we got two crowlers of this, and I'm, I'm sorry to say that they did not make it uh, onto the show because we drank the shit out of them. Eh, but they were a collaboration with Dissolver. It was a Goza um, fermented with a white grape must, and it was just absolutely the perfect beach time, summertime crusher. Loved that beer. Um, so Edward Teach, big fan. Catawba hated it. Absolutely hated it. Can They're, I ask a dumb question? Go for it. So you, you're in Wilmington. I know. We, you see there's a Catawba location. Sure. Why who, did you Who go? hurt because, you? Because who it, hurt you? Because it rooted to another brewery from where we had dinner. Okay. Well, that was why. Okay. It was, it was along the way. Uh, we went to both New Anthem locations. If you like hazy IPAs, go for it. If you don't, skip it because... They're like 90% hazies. Well, as I it's say, all, all the new Anthem stuff I've ever brought on here, it's all been hazy stuff, and Jeff, mm-hmm. I think, has hated it. And you've not even really been a fan of it yeah. either. So. It's, yeah. it's, it's better there, but still. Uh, Front Street Brewery, one of the oldest breweries in 
the eastern part of the state. One of the absolute best bourbon selections that I've ever seen. Go there for the bourbon. Have a beer back. Maybe stay away from the food. I don't know. Mm, um, that's not a... I know, right? So, uh, where else? We went to Drum Trout Brewing, which is new. They have a lot of things to figure out before I get back there. And But the real MVP for me of the trip, Edward Teach being a close second, was Flying Machine. Flying Machine Brewery out of there. I was poised to bring in one of their four or one of their cans of their hazy until Jeff was like, Oh, we already had that on the show. We literally had it like five months ago, but I forgot about it. It's all good. And damn, everything that I had from them was killer. Nice. So, so big on the lookout for more of their stuff, big ups to flying machine. I don't know about like how well they do in distro or whatever, but if Josh found it, if you find yourself in Wilmington, like check them out. Yeah. Um, If I found it, I know where I found it. Is it common market? Another place that we went to uh, a bottle shop, Island beverage. It reminded me a lot of OG good bottle, but, and I mean, there's a name I haven't heard in a while. I know, but, but but the glory days, like when Um, there was actually good beer in there. Yeah. 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 And good bottles. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Island Beverage on at Carolina Beach for our package. Um, Edward Teach and Flying Machine for our breweries. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad we've all gone on some beer journeys. Uh, we're going to have another one that the three of us are going to be talking about on our next set of recordings. It's an event Jeff and I have been trying to get into for years at this point. And I was like, we didn't know the right like Konami code to get in. And I think it finally just it all congealed at the right time. Yes, it did. So, uh, And I feel like after uh, after I bring in what I'm bringing, I think I might be back on the invite list. Yeah. Maybe one more time. You will be. Total, I will be. <laughs> a total of one more time. We are, we are getting ready to embark on the journey of a liver lifetime. And I'm super excited to talk about it on our next show. I am too. You know what I'm not super excited about? What's that? You know how Paps likes to do these gimmick, like, not four packs, not six packs, not 12 packs, but the monster packs. Like, their last one was 99 beers. Yeah. We're we're, uh, using less cardboard, so please put us in your articles and talk about us. Yes. So, now, the new one is a 1844 pack of beer. Which is the, at least in their claims, the largest packaged beer so, in the world. You mean there's like actually 1,800 beers in this damn thing? 1,844 Paps Blue Ribbons. So first off, why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're in college and you're in a dorm, this makes sense, right? Like, okay. So economically, it's, a, it's 100, 154 12 packs of beer. Yes. What kind of party are you throwing that you need that much all at once? Have you ever been to a frat party before, Jeff? I mean, I, no. So there's that. I mean, I was going to say, economically, if, if it's a frat party, this makes sense. But other than that, oh it, no, it doesn't. Uh, this is legit. It's real. They're not, they're not making a ton of these. They've made not, a few. It's, okay, look. Okay. Time out. Yes, they're not making anything other than a different cardboard box. It's the same damn beer that they make all the other times. <coughs> There's nothing special. There's no special can. It's and honestly, you probably open up that damn piece of cardboard and it's probably just a shit ton of PBR 12 pack boxes in there. It might be right. I, I, I'd be surprised to find out that these are all loose cans. Oh, 100 percent. So, I mean, at that point. You're literally looking at buying a gimmick for the sake of it being a gimmick. You are. Who cares? It's 50 cents a can, <laughs> so you got that going for you. I mean, Which like, is nice. Honestly, this feels like the kind of PR stunt that some of the local shitty, you know, like sports bars around here would do. Come be a part of the biggest blah, blah, blah of all time, you know, and like they're, they'll sell the beers for three bucks a can. But it's just regular ass PBR. Correct. Yep. yep. But they've got a box that shows it was part of this bigger thing. Like, who cares? And how in the world are you going to keep that whole thing in your cold room? 
Yeah, like, it's a lot to try to keep to gold. Break that sucker open, break it down, and I'm with Jeff. There's going to be just 24 pack. Like there's going to be case boxes inside this big box. Yeah, give me a break. Yeah, uh, I love it. I, I get saw angry. this. I saw this, and I did not share it because I thought this was fucking stupid. And there was a reason and, why and there, Josh put it in it because and, and you wanted to get me riled up, and it worked. Yes. And their quote here is. Who wouldn't want to show up with a picture of an 1844 pack to a party? Who wouldn't want to show up with a picture of it? I mean, look. who could, Is look, this an NFT? You know who would buy this? Sports stadiums. And they will charge you even more than the local sports bars, and they will not refrigerate these at all. Yeah. Boy, Here's a warm PBR. That'll be $10. There's nothing like a warm PBR, let me tell you. Oh. To let you know you have made some bad choices in your life. God. I mean, if I wanted diarrhea, there's so many other things that I'd just go out and lick. I will say, uh, while in Indiana, I was on the lookout for Mountain Dew Seltzer. Could not find it. <sighs> not yet. One of these days. One of these days. We're going to have We're going to have Taco Bell and Baja Blast Seltzer. I can't fucking wait. I am pumped. Wells, what's going on in Asheville with this uh, restaurant-y thingy? Well, um, Green Man, we've had oh, yeah. some, Man. some beer oh, yeah. uh, from Green Man before, oh, yeah, especially sure. their ESP. My second favorite ESP made in the state of North Carolina. Come on, Old Hickory, bring back Wilson Creek. Homer, um, Homer, Homer. Uh, yeah, but have it and then call me Homer again. I've had it. It's great. Whatever. Um, he has had it and he called you Homer. <sighs> I don't understand what the problem here is. So Green Man Brewery has two locations on Asheville's South Slope. They have not sold food. They are getting ready to sell food on site. They have purchased the former, what, French Broad Chocolatier uh, <gasps> building. What happened to that? I guess it's closed. Oh. French Broad Chocolate. Uh, I have is good no memories there. there. It is going to become a... Um, Corporate kitchen for that will service both the Green Man South Slope locations. I mean, I guess that makes sense if you're a Green Man brewery and you don't serve food. Like people ask, "Oh, do you, where can we go to eat?" And you you're sending business to elsewhere. Buxton or you're you know elsewhere. I don't know why in the world anybody would not go to Buxton Barbecue, but that's just me. Um, so. Green Man in Asheville is going to start serving food. Cool. Good. Awesome. So they just, weren't before? Yeah. Yes. They weren't before. Ever? They're going to start serving food. Because I could have sworn I've been to their... I, I can't remember their brew pub. I, I thought it was a brew pub because the wife and I went. It. It. I think Jack of the Wood. Yes. Uh is no longer has not been affiliated with Green Man Brewery for some time. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. I was very confused. So, like the Green Mansion, now you can, you know, scan a QR code, you know, have food delivered to you from across the street. Okay, that's cool. send it to your table. It's kind of like being up upstairs at Salud and being able to yeah. get, some, get some tacos. Salud food. Gets you some tacos. What's going on in Vermont? Vermont. Okay. I've ready to drink cocktails. Uh, RTD spirits. RTD. So you're talking about like the uh, Jack and Coke cans. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Um, just had a their tax rate lowered in the state of Vermont, bringing it a little bit more in line with what uh, the tax rate that malt-based spirits enjoy. So we were talking about like spirits-based hard seltzer where they dilute down vodka has been taxed at an exorbitantly high rate compared to uh, brewed up brewed up um, seltzer. So of course this has generated a little bit of a schism if you will between Good word. Uh, the liquor industry in Vermont that's saying like, oh, this kind of evens the playing field. We're making the exact same product. 
versus the brewers that are like, oh, this is going to kneecap an already struggling industry, this, that, and the other. And honestly, I, don't, I just can't seem to care about this so much. We, we've talked about it on the show a number of times, why hard seltzers that are like diluted down versus brewed up, like one of them has to be sold at the ABC store in North right. Carolina and the other can be sold at the gas station, even though they have the exact same ABV, like there's should be no difference between them. It's just how they got to right. that point in yeah. this state, in this, in this state. Yes. And as, in Vermont too. Yeah. As opposed to Indiana where I'm walking around my local grocery and then I text Josh and I'm like, what's a, 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 a handle oh, of Tito's. What, what's a 1.5 liter Tito's run in North Carolina? Cause they're running it on special here for like $25. Damn. And that's the same price it is, as it is here in North Carolina. 25, yeah. 30 bucks. And then I went to Costco and they were 20 bucks at Costco and I bought two of them. Bob's your uncle. I mean, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, I would have bought that at that price. I mean, it's Tito's. Tito's you, you know how delicious. hard, like, like, and I, I'm sidebarring this complete whole story here to go back to Indiana for a second. You know how, like, people kind of go crazy around here for Angel's Envy? Yes. It's yeah. at the Costco. Whatever. They have it's delicious. Cases of it. And they even had a new one that's like a rye Angel's Envy. It's fantastic. I'm sure it is. It's fantastic. Yay, um, liquor laws. So this is pretty much drops the tax rate from $7.68 per gallon to $1.10. That's a pretty sharp drop. That is. So, yeah. When it comes to seltzer, I'm kind of in the mind that... Best seltzer wins. You can say that breweries are getting kneecapped, but I imagine the price point for the consumer is going to be relatively the same. Yes. Even with this change, prior to the change, I can't imagine that the diluted down seltzers were that much different in price. And now that it's cheaper for them to make it, I don't imagine the price is going to reflect that. They're just going to pocket the money. Yeah. Yeah. So why wouldn't you? More power to whomever has the best seltzer. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, we are we are talking about a segment that I just could not give two fucks about, but it's seltzer and that's on the rise or on the decline, depending on who you talk to. <sighs> Whatever we are, the craft beer cast that has done a seltzer show before, so I guess we will never And we're still doing the Mountain Dew it will Baja Blast Look, I'm not Taco sa- Bell yeah. collaboration. I'm, I'm not saying well, it's not a collaboration. And I'm not saying that we need to do like a whole show just for it, the Mountain it, Dew. It, it's a collaboration in my tummy. Okay, that's fine. Because I feel like it, like you cannot separate Baja Blast and Taco Bell. No, you can't. You're so. right. You're right. Uh well, so what's going on with Gabe. From Gabe? Gabe? From Steam? <laughs> Gabe Newell? So yes. Gabe Half-Life, Newell. Half-Life 3 confirmed? Yes. Finally. So it's happened. In case y'all are new to the show, any of you listeners, I love barley wine. We love barley wine. I was about wine. to say, you or we? We. But there you go. I love barley wine, so I added this uh, interview with uh, Anchorage Brewing's, like, owner, head brewer, whatever, um, all about how he approaches making barley wine. And not only, like, how he makes barley wine, there's some really great quotes in here. Like, oh, what's the malt bill that you would, you know, advise for making a barley wine? And it's basically figure out what your mash tun can hold and do that. <laughs> I, I, about he, I mean, I, I thought he was really just going to say, fuck you, figure it out. No, <laughs> it's figure out how much you can fit in there, jam it up until it's almost coming out the port. And that's your malt bill. You know cool. what I love about that? Th- that is a kind of like subtle, sly way to say all of you trying to cheap out on barley wine, you're doing it wrong. And, you know, what's your, what's your malt bill? Well, we use Maris Otter and a little bit of uh, crystal malt for added depth. But basically, we're going to boil this stuff for six hours, so it doesn't really matter. Like, we aren't looking for depth. We're looking for just, you know, they're doing single runnings. Yeah. If you've, like, what hops do you use? He answers that question. We 
predominantly use Galaxy for this specific reason. Um, <coughs> how do they ferment? How do they pitch yeast? How do they approach a barrel agent? Mm, and yes. this part, if you've ever wanted to like, jump inside the brain of somebody that is making some of the absolute best English-style barley wine in the world, this guy strips everything down and tells you exactly this is how I do it without like holding your hand and showing you. I damn, I love me some Anchorage barley wine. I mean, deal with the devil is one of the best things that I've ever tasted. And I've had so many English style barley wines that I love. Um, yes. So you, you bring them one of those Saturday. I, I don't have access to it, man. So, if, so, if, so do you need to post on the uh, Facebook page and be like, Hey, uh, not to be that guy, but it's my birthday. And uh, two noobs this? are coming. Can Can you bring, you? Does anybody have one of these they want to share? <laughs> I mean, if, if, it, if it's going to come, it's going to come. But Yeah, that's but what us you said. Hello! <laughs> but if, if y'all ever, dear listener, if you are the least bit interested in the kind of the psychology behind making a world-class barley wine and a, or a world-class a barrel-aged beer, you should really read this. I, I read this in full just before I, I came on the recording. I'm having a super time with it. Um, I don't know. I'm... That's awesome. And like, it's sometimes fun to, to kind of see like the behind the scenes and everything that goes into all of that stuff, you know, like, it's just, it's just crazy to see like, I, I get it. Everything. So, hey, 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 Wells. Yes. How did Gojira end up in my water? How did what? Gojira end up in my water. Gojira. What? What? Get used to read the fucking article headline. How did Gojira end up in my water? Heavy metal contamination water could use beer yeast be the solution. I don't see anything about. Gojira. Oh, Jesus. Really? Yeah, really. I hope you stretched because otherwise you're going to pull a muscle. I did. Mm, okay. So we have a, a pair of. Uh, swinging back to the other side of things. We have a pair of articles now of all these new uses for Saccharomyces cerasa. Like, science, bitches. I know. It, it, this is pretty science-y, but basically, spent yeast can be used to remove heavy metals from water, like lead, like cadmium, whatever, like... Gojira? <sighs> okay, you're you're just gonna keep trying to make that same joke. That's cool. I am. Um, so, so basically, this very. I mean, it's from MIT. Uh, it's a little dry, but it does uh, sync up to or link up to the original um, article. Basically, uh, we can use spent yeast from the brewing process. To remove lead from drinking water. Well, you know, that's pretty cool. And I was going to say, we actually have three stories that all kind of tie together. I did the science block, in case you didn't know. Cool. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun to talk about what the craft brewery industry is doing to try to fix what is clearly a legitimate problem that they are helping create in climate change, because climate change is real. Sure. And don't. Look at me funny. It, we're all helping create He's, he's segueing. Just let mm-hmm. him go. And it's water. It's using all this stuff as byproducts to upcycle things. Yes. Uh, the article I posted, the said brewery that bought stone is actually using their spent grains to make jeans out of. Well, sure. we'll get there in a second. Which so, is... So... But, uh, y- but, but like, you know, there's always the cliche story that comes up about like old times and why they drank beer because yes. the water was a mess. Yes. Well, now we're back to that. The water's a mess. Yes. Guess what? Drink beer. Right on. Because, I mean, you know, I, I don't know about y'all, but I don't get too hungover from beer. I have uh, too few many bourbons and I might as well just stick a fork in me the next day. I ain't moving from the couch. 
because I've been basically consuming water the entire night in the in the long shorts of it versus just drinking straight bourbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, there's definitely a difference. When, like um, in our age, there yeah. is a huge difference between a beer hangover and a hard alcohol hangover. I, I, yeah, because I, I'm hydrating myself more drinking beer than I am just drinking an ounce of hard liquor. Yes. Naturally. Well, except that none of us, none of us, neither of us, we're not drinking an ounce of hard liquor. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. No, we're not. But yes, I am hydrating as I'm drinking beer. That's my, uh, I always tell the story like, oh yeah, you know, I I got this Buffalo Trace and I'd never had it before and I cracked it open and I'm like, oh yeah, this is real good. And I was having some and I was having some and watching TV and the next thing I know, my bottle's half empty. Ooh. Yeah, that was a painful next day. Did did you call him to work immediately? Like, did you realize your mistake and go... Uh, I fucked up. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I muscled through it. I hydrated up and got some pro pro and uh, yeah, protein helps a lot. But it does. holy it does. crap, that was a bad deal. Another uh, sciencey thing. Another use for uh, spent brewers yeast is um, can it reduce methane emissions in cows? Yes. Well, in a laboratory, it can. We're getting ready to mix it actually into feed, but uh, a team of scientists have basically found that um, methane can be reduced by, what, like 15%? Yeah, it wasn't a small number by any stretch. It was like 15 to 20%, which I know seems small, but that's a huge percentage. All you have to do is... And again, this is round one of testing. Like it's in a lab. Can this be replicated, you know, out in the field and made practical? But we, we already use spent grain. You know, we are already using that for, you know, livestock feed. That's kind of spent grain does not need to be ended up in a, in a landfill. It can be no, used to feed. Yeah, you know, feed livestock. But if you were to livestock just, compost, make dog biscuits out of it, there's all kinds yeah. of different uses for it. But yeast on Mash the other cook hand, cook and boil in the stew. Yeah, all right. yeast on the other hand, you know, can be recaptured, repurposed, you know, regenerated and and used for several generations in a brewery. But a lot of that yeast just gets shot down the the drain, and they're saying by by capturing this and using that yeast. Mixing it in with spent grain that is used as animal feed could, you know, significantly lower the methane production of livestock. <laughs> that interests me a whole bunch because yeah, absolutely, livestock's methane production is a, a significant generator of greenhouse gases. What are you talking about? That's not real. Whatever. So, I, I think that's no. This this was. That's why I said I, I specifically built this as the science block because both you and I are kind of, the, of space hippie nerds about a lot of this shit. Yeah. And it fascinates me that, again, going back to the point of water sucks right now in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Water sucks. It really, really sucks. I mean, water sucks. I, I feel lucky living here that I know at least if I'm going to brew a beer, which I haven't done in years, I know that I just need to fill my tap up and let it you know, dechlorinate overnight. And that's really all I need to do. I can still drink it on the regular and not have problems, but there are a lot of places that are not like Charlotte that don't have a good water system and, you know, using yeast to, to do what yeast is meant to do, which is clean up infections and, and do all kinds of other things. It's got multiple purposes. That's not its only function, but to clean up some of this stuff or, you know, methane or water or, you know, whatever the case is, it's really cool that we're starting to finally study this part of the beer industry and its waste to repurpose it. And interesting to me, part of this was in this study, they, you know, analyzed Baker's yeast and its ability to do this. They analyzed fresh uh, Saccharomyces, um, as as part of this project, and basically spent brewer's yeast. Uh, 
that has already absorbed, like gone through the brewing process and already absorbed a lot of hop particulate, um, just rather than starting out with just, rather than just starting out with fresh yeast, whatever. That was um, a big one. God. Thunder! That, Thunder! That thunderclap scared the piss out of me. Did, um, did you shit yourself? No. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's a waste product. It's a byproduct from breweries. Yeah, it's a waste, plain and simple. But if we can find a way to repurpose that, upcycle it into something a little bit more useful, by all means, please. It sure beats just like sending it down the drain. Yeah, agreed. And what else are we making out of yeast, speaking of? As I mentioned earlier, it's not yeast, but it's it's just, again, overall waste products from beer. Uh, it's genes. So, Sapporo like, figure... Like, like jeans, jeans? Where did get jeans? Jeans, jeans. jeans. Sapporo, or Sapporo... Sapporo? Sapporo, whatever. How you doing? F- figured out... How you doing? Well, they didn't, but there was a place in Japan that kind of looked at some of their spent grains and spent byproducts and said, we can make a Japanese paper out of this, which we can then turn into cotton, which we can then turn into jeans. We don't turn it into cotton. You turn it into a fiber. Well, a fiber. Cotton's cotton. Yeah, a fiber. Uh, And then we can turn it into jeans. Yep. And they were selling these jeans for $310 a pair, which is, whoo, buddy. Expensive. That's a lot for a pair of jeans, but considering they only had, what, like 300? Yeah, they didn't have a lot. But 10,000 people were trying to buy these 300 pairs or whatever, so... Well, and not only that... Because people have more money than cents. Well, yeah, that's true. And by all means, do not let BrewDog catch wind of this. Oh, God. I don't need... You you take that name out of your mouth. Don't put that... Don't you put that on me. Don't, don't you... Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky, Ricky Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, I was like, devil isn't the right word. What's yeah. he say? Don't you put that evil... But it's still one of those things where, again, going back to what we were just talking about with the other two articles, this using this stuff that is waste, it's a byproduct, and upcycling, repurposing, letting it do other things instead of just pitching it. Even, don't get me wrong, feeding animals is important. Yes, it is, but there's still more uses that can be done with a lot of this stuff. And starting to figure that out is even cooler. If we're already giving animals spent grain, and rather than just shooting that yeast down the drain, why don't we capture that too, mix it in with that animal feed, and make it into like a superfood for animals that can significantly, by double-digit percentage, um, limit, you know their greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, again, more testing has to be done to find out kind of the practical, because again, laboratory versus real world, you know, we'll kind of see, but I, I do have a feeling we'll be talking about this on a future show. I hope so. I really do. On that note, are we ready for break? Damn right. We'll be back in 30. Gentlemen, it's time for buy no buy. Somebody's going deaf. Buy no buy is pretty simple. How it works in corner one is beer one, and corner two is beer two. Jeff, wait, we got we got six corners tonight. First beer it's up, hexagon. What's its promo? <clears throat> oh God, do we really have to read all these burial descriptions on it? You don't have to do jack shit. Just shut your mouth. Know your role and shut your mouth. I'm going to take you to the SmackDown Hotel. I will budget your brownies. I will go for a bathroom break if it's. Meanwhile, like, uh, so, so we're doing a bunch of burial beers and they all read like <sighs> teen angst poetry. It's like stone if like they were trying to be edgy. First beer up for tonight from burial is 
Oh, God. The Clandestine Quest of Wayward Creatures. Into the mouth of death's great mystery, where nine years faded into the jaws of the other world, and we still awaken. A classic foray in recompense. Notoriety we must applaud. Brother! Implemented into the very finest West Coast styling by our brewing team at Burial! Double Dry Hop Estrada, Waikatiti, and uh, El Dorado. You mean Tika Waikiti? Why it's it's Y-E-D. And I'm like, oh damn, the dude from uh <laughs> the dude from uh, uh our flag means death has his own hop now. No, it's just Y-E-D, not Waikatiti. Okay. God, no, I, this, that doesn't sound right. Is that Waika? Waikakiti. Tika. <laughs> just get welcome, on with welcome it. to show two. We done yet? Um That's I, what she said. I this actually is, went pee. You yeah. did. Yeah, this is um a West Coast IPA. No, it's not. It's not really. It's a haze. It's it's got some haze to it. It's not clear. Um, it's unremarkable to me. I I didn't drink this and be like, I need more. Right. So it's a no buy for me. Well, spoiler alert: Anytime Burial advertises a West Coast IPA, I'm a no buy. Period. I have because. They aren't West Coast IPAs. These are like hazies made with a little bit of uh, traditionally West Coast hops and maybe a little bit more bitterness than you basically just straight up. Any anytime that you say, oh, this is a West Coast IPA from Burial, Josh, go ahead and code it. No buy. I'm a no buy on this too. I already did. I knew. All right. Up next, what, Josh. What, 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 uh, yeah, I didn't. You're not buying it. Yeah, I am. I Are like you really? This. Okay. Hot damn. Somebody's um, got, somebody I, got to finish I, I that can. Really liked it. I guess I'm wrong. Mm. You're not wrong. You just like an it, asshole, and we don't. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. Uh, so, so again, wait, five. Wait. Next beer up. Right. Uh, uh, five beers in a row from Burial. This is a memoir of truly surreal times. The well in which we dipped our pen. A space of effortless genesis. Because everything came to be from a glass used full of tiny beasts. Brother. A reflection on time spent with new babies, unbroken palates, aimless fondness, and myriad invincibility. A thank you in the form of collaboration with Fremont Brewing, who housed our untold bewilderment with becoming brewers. Mashed with loads of oats and citra incognito, double dry hopped with select strata Idaho seven, Nelson Savon, and Chinook. Oh yeah. Wells is over it's, this bit. It's it's not bad, but I'm I not, am over this bit. But I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not buying you, it. This again. happens one more time, I'm leaving. Okay. <laughs> no buy for me, Wells. I am a buy on this. I do like it. Josh, come on, let's get to the next bit. Let's go. It's fantastic. Next beer up. Next beer up from Burial. Formed by responses involuntary to exper- experiential stimuli. Because we're running out of beer names. We are. Approach a manifest of true presence. Be that which inhabits you. For inside, we contort a depiction of the fate which becomes us. More forward. I'm going to buy not the behind you. Somewhat to chew on. A little dream candy mashed with a hell of a blend of powderized and liquefied citra hops, a triple dry hop with Simcoe, Motuyuka, Galaxy, Idaho 7, and a flourishing blow of Simcoe Cryo. (laughs) Props to him for sticking to (laughs) this. He actually did the thing. Wells has left the building. (laughs) Oh, okay. So episode um, one was Beard Jesus has left the building. Wells has left the building. Wells has left the building. Okay. Um, yeah this this one's not this one's not for me either. He, I, I think he, he hated he, he all of these. He, yeah, he didn't like it either. Do you like this one? I do. That's the that's the weird part is we you know, had all of these when we were there, and that was the reason why. Not all of these, but yeah, um, I had two of them, and I bought. 
the two that I really liked, and I bought two others that. I, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll go ahead and, and, and work through the rest of them. I, I, like, I get it. You're at the brewery. You're having a good time. You're going to buy these beers. You bring some. And, like, it happened to me, too, right? You know, like, oh, I had this, and I really liked it. And then you, like, outside of the experience, which yeah. added apparently way more than you thought it did. Yes. That's very possible. Not, like, not, like even so I'm up to the, the fourth one now perceptions of carnage which honestly first run through i thought was my favorite second run through i'm like i don't like this at all really okay yeah i i wish i could explain it it just they're all doing that same thing where it just like it just kind of coats and sits on my palate and like if you're into hazy ipas you're probably you know shaking your fist at your radio or earbuds or whatever i get it I'm. I'm just. I, I, these. I don't. I don't care for these. Josh, do you like this one? Perceptions of Carnage. Because I know Wells was a no buy on it, as he said as he stormed out. This one's okay at best. Um, this is one of those that I had there, <clears throat> or no, I didn't have there. Kind of bought sight unseen. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Not gonna buy it. I. I mean. Again, these are all going through the first pass. There was one that I thought I liked, and I and I literally said during break, like these all taste the same to me. Yes, Jeff did famously say that, and you guys didn't hear it. So, right, but I mean, I'm not that far off base. No, you're not. You're I mean, not. Um, and, and so I asked, like, I, the question is valid. Why do they need to keep cranking out the same beer? Like with different names. Right. I mean. All of these that they keep, you know, so so of these five beers, they're all slightly different ABVs. Obviously, they're slightly different recipes. It seems like they're making life hard on themselves on purpose. It kind of does, doesn't it? I get it when you're doing a collaboration. And I get it that you always want to have that new thing that people reach for. You know, but like... Maybe (laughs) they... You know, know, like we're, we're having five of these and they're all kind of basically the same... If you're making kind of basically the same beer, but just barely adjusting it to where people don't really notice it, they're going to keep buying the new thing, thinking it's new, and they're going to like it because they like the old thing. So my thought, honest, my honest thought, you look at those cans, you look at all the words that are on the cans, maybe they have, I know they have an artist that is exclusive to them, by the way. I didn't know if you knew that. I did not. That artist that makes the, the those labels, he is exclusive to Burial. Cannot make any other beer labels. I'm starting to wonder if the person that comes up with the titles and all the copyright... They're paid by the word. Is paid by the word, too. Because this this fifth beer literally is called... And like I, like I know we were doing a bit there for a second, but it's literally called the incongruence between what we know and what we pretend to be like this. These all read like titles of philosophy papers or emo songs from the mid two thousands. Yeah. Like fallout boy. Yeah. is probably like, mm, damn, I wish we would have come up with that first. Right. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on this beer? It's 10%. And like, so the one thing I'd say it's got going for it is that it doesn't drink like a 10%. It drinks like the other ones, which are seven and a half, eight percent. So like this one gets you tore up before you realize it. But like, I don't, I don't enjoy it enough that I want a whole can of this. I, I hate the fact that I don't love what everybody else loves because everybody else loves it. I don't want to just dump on it because it seems like, Oh, well it's popular. So I can't like it. That's not the case. I just, this style doesn't vibe for me at all. Right. And I hate that. And I'm like, what's the lesser of six evils here for this show? And well, I'm, and I was going to say, here's the, the weird part. This isn't even a, a style that's new. It's a quote-unquote triple IPA. Is it? Yeah. It's a, it's, a tri- like, it's a triple IPA in that it's a 10% beer, but it drinks like a hazy New England double. I could just... I love the idea that Burial has a lot of things to say. I just wish they were more distinctive and not just the same. Like it just, 
Play it in the same note over again in a different key. We often have burial beer, onesie twosies in a show here and there. I don't know that we've ever done five in a row. And it really illustrates to me like there's a reason I don't reach for their beer. Again, if you love that hazy, sweet style, this is right in your wheelhouse. And you are probably saying I'm the biggest idiot in the world if you don't already. Because all of these would would absolutely hit for you. I just don't. I, I just don't like it. So, do you like this one? I, I do, and I'm curious to ask this question. Sure. Does this experience sour you of going to the burial that's here? No, I, I would like burial has a good enough name, and and I appreciate that. Like, look, but but so so I'll say I'll say it this way. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you, you were talking about the breweries that you went to. And, and I made a comment off air because you had mentioned that you'd gone to one I'd never even heard of. Yes. And, and to me, when people ask me about, hey, what do you think about X Brewery? And I'm like, listen, nobody, that, nobody in my circle is talking about them. Right. Which says to me, I'm not, I, don't, I don't need to waste my time. Now, you and Wells love burial enough that I'm willing to go. And honestly, like... What I'm learning about Burial is that their IPA is not for me. Okay. But their, like, clean beer, if, not clean beer, uh, uh, like their Pilsners and Lagers stuff, their Stouts, and I absolutely say, adore those. They did have Skillet and Donut Skillet there. Which I feel like was a big deal three years ago and isn't right. as much of a big deal now. Yeah, probably not. But, but I mean, the fact that you could have just easily yeah. walked up and said... Give me skillet and dump yeah. the skillet, please. Yeah. But great beer. Uh, again, and we had their Anno Domini a couple episodes back. Fantastic beer. Easily in my top 10 of the year so far. Yeah. Um, I just, this, this hazy stuff ain't for, ain't for me. Fair enough. Uh, final beer up. Uh, so Triple C's got a new Brett beer called Blanc. Um, a white wine barrel aged farmhouse style ale. Uh, obviously, with some Brett in it. Uh, I shouldn't say obviously. You wouldn't know that. But it has Brett in it. Um, I, I appreciate this beer. Um, I believe it is a very well-made, excellent beer. Um, there are certain Brett beers that react with my gastrointestinal old man-ish. Right. Yep. Um, to the point that I was looking at Wells, and I burped and like, bubbles flew out of my mouth <laughs> like not like drunk bubbles where like, they flew like, up like fizzy lifty drink but but like yeah like foam like shot out of my mouth and i was like super embarrassed by it it clearly immediately interacted with uh any sort of acid reflux that i've got i like the taste of this beer i want to love it my body won't let me <laughs> so that's a no buy so yeah like I, I can't like i won't buy it just for that reason i think like Maybe it would be different if I was having it with a meal and and some something to kind of soak some of it up. Right. Um, it 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 tastes great. It's very well made. I just I, it's it doesn't agree with me, unfortunately. So no buy on that one. And I I know Josh, you were super excited about uh, not wanting to drink the rest of your sample. Yeah, uh, I had Jeff dump it for me because it's just not my thing. Again, it's well made. It's well balanced. I, I can give it that, but uh, don't like sour. So, yeah. So it's time for ad tap. That it's pretty simple. Out of the beers that we had on the show, what are we going to put on our home kegerator? I'll go ahead and take care of Wells because he stormed out. <laughs> it is the Triple C Brett beer. What is it called? Blanca. Blanc. Blanc. It's Blanca. Blanc. I'm going to call it Blanca now. Blanc. Yeah, I'm just gonna call it Blanca. It's it's the Street Fighter two character. Uh, but Jeff, where are you going? I'm I'm going to do the rare None. no tap. None. I didn't yeah, I didn't I buy get it. like I, I didn't buy it. anything. And, and again, like so, I put this on myself, right? Because I staged the show, and I didn't give myself a single out. You really didn't. It's it's all because I felt like, look, if we're going to do burial, let's do a because you had a bunch and I had a couple like, let's do it all at once. Let's see, you know, like, how do they stand up against themselves? Because sometimes it's not fair when you've got like, 
like I'll bring in a revolution and we balance yes. that against everybody else. It's just not fair. Yes, we when and we have done that many times and, and when, have screamed it's not. Fair. Yeah, when when it's all burial, like let's compare burial to burial because sometimes like that's the thing you run into. You go to a tap room, you're at whatever place, and now it's a matter of here's all the things they have on tap, and some of them are good and some of them are bad. You may enjoy that beer against other beers from another brewery, but when you're only in that brewery, it's a different story. Well, and, and, and to that point, so. Walking into that tap room, right as they opened, you are faced with a board that is basically the size of the wall that is, you know, in the studio. And it's full of all those nonsensical words that you're reading. And you have to look at it and go, um, okay, what beer style is this? Is it something that I think I'm going to like? Yeah. And that's all I can go off of because, number one, the fact that I may ever see this beer again is slim to nil. Right. It's interesting. It, that, it's a weird business model. Yeah, it, it's interesting that you've got, like, the Anno Domini, which is their anniversary stout. And, like, if I see that, I'm buying it. Right. I, I may look and see, like, okay, which which year is this and which, which you know, which, adjuncts uh, and whatever and barrels they, and whatever. They have plenty of those. I'm sure they do. At... The, but I'm going to look at them. I'm going to be maybe selective about it. But odds are, I'm like, I want one of these. I just got to figure out which one I want. Yep. To your point, you know, like I was joking earlier that, you know, this is kind of what started, you know, Wells down his uh, I'm mad at you, you know, phase. But, you know, six, um, uh, 12, 18, 19, 20, 21, Eight, 29, 30, 34 words between five beer names. Yeah. You know, we joke about we're out of beer names. We're not out of beer names. No, we're not. But at the same time, like, it all seems so melodramatic at this point. Like, I, it, it, like they're getting dangerously close to going too far. They are. And, um, you know, so the other thing I will, I will say, uh, when you go, or when we go, Sure. I, th I think it's going to be the three of us to go. Oh, yeah. No, no, and, and I'm, again, I'm totally in. Totally in. So when you go, the pretentiousness will get knocked up to about 11. Sure. Because walking into their cold room or whatever, uh, it's got a very curated selection of vinyl, which most of it is 30 to $40. And you'll look through it and you'll go, oh. <gasps> They have this, and they have this, and they have this, and then you look through, if that is your thing, you know what I mean? And sure. then you look through their t-shirt rack, because it was an old clothing store. Right. A lot of the old clothing is still there, too. That's fun. And yeah, you see a $75 t-shirt, and you go... The what now? Yeah. And like, like, literally, like you didn't have to like acquire that and curate that. You just like put it out. Yep, yep, yep. And, and you know, I'm, it, it, it is pretentious it, and up its ass, and that is where I kind of feel like burial is, and I am this close to teetering on the line of going, I can't do this anymore. Sure, but then I have some of their beers, and I go, okay, I'm in. As long as their beer is good, that's what I'm there for. Yeah, I, I don't care that you know some of their stuff, you know that that I'm not drinking, especially is overpriced. Where I run into snags is when I go to a place, and, and, and there's at least one in town, but I go to a place that is a little too high on its own supply, or they're trying to fund something of their own, and they say, you know, here, have this, you know, five to six ounce pour, that'll be $9. Yeah. And I'm like, your beer is good, it is not made out of gold. Yeah. I understand ingredients have costs. Yes. But nobody else is charging this for that kind of beer. And and so like I I am absolutely one hundred percent down to go to burial. Second trips? I we'll see. You know, I mean like there are places and, and, and you know me, we've talked a lot about where I like to go, where I don't like to go. I like a place that has a vibe that suits me with you know, stuff that isn't overpriced. Yeah. And beer and, and ultimately b above all of that beer, that's good. Yep. Cause if the beer's not good. I'm not coming back. Yeah. If the beer is okay and the prices are bad, I'm not coming back. 
it's not that hard to figure that out. But there's a lot of places that have a problem with that. So it is what it is. It so, is. Um, uh, by the way, I'm going to tap the uh, AAA IPA because out of the bunch, that was my favorite. Um, you mean the incongruence between what we know and what we pretend to be? Yeah, I actually saved three of those because I had that when I was there. Oh, look. I, I, I wanted you guys to experience it. It was, look, it's... I, I really enjoyed it. Again, I, I appreciate a lot of what these... I shouldn't say again because I don't feel like I've said it. I appreciate these beers for what they are. They're just not. They're not in your wheelhouse. I get it. Yeah. So we're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Uh, come check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Um, if you're interested in figuring out where the wells went, he's at all the wells on all your major social media platforms of choice. Hit up Josh in his DMs at CBcast. Email is contact at craftbeercast.com. Um, thanks for sticking with us through show two and... Sometimes it gets kind of wild and hectic. It does sometimes. Uh, sometimes people get scared of the storms. Yes, they do. We no should put, we, we should put a thunder jacket on him. <sighs> Meanwhile, you can follow me on Twitter. Hold at on, Josh. real quick. I'm an Amazon adult sized thunder jacket. <laughs> Meanwhile, you can follow me on Twitter at Josh CBC. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend. Tell somebody. Uh, you know, we've been going for eight years at this point. We have not taken any sponsors. I never want to take a sponsor. I don't want to do ads unless I can get like cool things like beds and bidets. Then I'm in. But other than that, no. Or underwear. Underwear too. Or socks. <laughs> You're okay. such a slut. I, I, I have four things that I will slut out for. Good underwear. Three. Good socks, a bidet, and a new mattress. Are you the Spanish Inquisition all of a sudden? Yes. Oh, yeah. Primary weapons are fear, <laughs> fear and surprise, fear and surprise, and an almost ruthless devotion to the Pope. That's right. Our primary weapons are. <laughs> and don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. And bless you for listening to this episode. We will talk to you guys next Thursday. <laughs>